Welcome to the Amateur Movie Review Hour. I'm Trevor. With me I have Megs and I have Josh. Hello. Mm. Uh, tonight, before we uh, start the review of Time Bandits, I just want to talk about time travel. Well, at least sort of like the 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 written origin. I'm not going too deep. It was maybe 10, 15 minutes worth of research that I did. So it's not extensive. It's just very topical and just at the surface level. Uh, the first documented reference of a type of time travel can be found in the Mahabharata, the uh, epic Sanskrit poem created in 400 BC. Tells the tale of King Kakudmi and his daughter Rivati. Uh, the next time that time travel stories start appearing are in about the 1700s and 1800s. Um, really, the later 1800s is when more and more people start writing about time travel. This fiction. Yeah. Uh, Mark Twain, you know, he wrote one. Uh, Lewis Carroll has, has, has written a time time travel story and then the most famous one that a lot of people are familiar with, of course, by H.G. Wells, The Time Machine, which sort of really set the standard for, like, vehicle time travel stories. Before, it was mainly just, like, a person falling asleep, waking up somewhere, whether forward or backward in time, just by magic. Um, this H.G. Wells really used the concept of mechanical means and creating something to make time travel possible. Scientific, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, Back to the Future really then set a bar for time travel movies. Um, I'm, I know I'm missing a lot in between the time machine and Back to the Future, but... That's, it was like four years, right? Just when we ran right into it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And there's also that thing, like, the time machine took place on November 5th, and so... You'll see that a lot in um, subsequent time travel movies, where yes. they kind of give they pay tribute and they they throw in November fifth. Yeah, not so much with the, some of the newer kids. I don't think they really ever noticed it, but you'll see it in in some of the older. Well, because the, then their their inspiration, you know, if we're telling those stories, are obviously going to be from what we sort mm -hmm. of grew up with. Yeah, you know, like who knows? Maybe they'll use a date from. Frequently asked questions for right. some movie yeah. twenty years down the road, and I'm we pretty don't. Sure, it was November fifth. It's probably November fifth in that one. Sure, sure, whatever. <laughs> I think, and and you'll see, like now that they they like to use like a Halloween date. You know, if it's a Halloween movie, then they'll throw in October thirty first. Sure, or they'll yeah. they'll try to do like a Friday the Thirteenth theme and throw that in there. So you'll yeah. you'll get that stuff too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, two movies that did it on Christmas were like Family Man right. and um, It's a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life. Jeez, what would have happened if I went back and That's my Jimmy Stewart. That's great. <laughs> good oh. ones. Very your, good. Your voices are always amazing. Yeah, yeah. No, even my mm -hmm. real one's good, too. You missed your calling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. It's never too late. Never too late, no. That's not real because you die and it's way too late after well, that. Well, that's true. <laughs> He waited way too long. He did. <laughs> what is the Amateur Movie Review Hour? Before we began our podcast, the three of us curated a list of approximately 100 movie genres. We then fed that list to a magical random generator that we used to provide us with a movie genre. 
The three of us take turns choosing movies to watch that fit into the chosen genre. We then watch that movie and attempt to return bi-weekly to review and discuss that movie. The only movies that we have banned are Marvel and DC movies from the past 15 years. I am not a professional movie reviewer. I just love to watch movies and then review those movies with my friends and you, my fellow screen fiend. All right, tonight's movie that we're going to review is uh, Time Bandits. Time Bandits. The writers are Terry Gilliam and Michael Palin. Uh, the director is Terry Gilliam. Uh, this is, what is it, the first or the second of the trilogy? I think this is the first yeah, of the trilogy. The, this is the first. Yeah. With the Baron Munchausen being the third and what was the other one in between? Crap. Um, some of the actors, well, there's quite a few. Uh, John Cleese, Sean Connery, Shelley Duvall, Catherine Hellman, Ian Holm, Michael Palin. Ralph Richardson, Peter Vaughn, David Warner, David Rappaport, Kenny Baker, Jack Purvis, Mike Edmonds, Tiny Ross, Craig Warnock. The release date was July 2nd, 1981. Um, the runtime was 113 minutes. Josh, why did you choose this movie? I like little people. Okay. Love it. I just like like it, it came out in 81 uh, like I was a child watching this I believe like it was on HBO all the time and you know that's a what wouldn't be cooler than to time travel with a bunch of little people bandits at that too well call them bandits sure yeah they they haphazardly stole stuff that's oh. what I would say they're just like oh we're stealing stuff we're all British yeah yes I would say one thing. What's his name has the strongest jaw for like a little person. Um, the main guy. What's his name? Um, um, that was David Rappaport. David Randall. Rappaport, yeah, yeah. yeah. Apparently, he was a dick on on set, yeah. set too. Well, it looked like it. There was yeah. one scene that that Titanic scene where he just didn't give a shit what he was doing with that cigar yeah. to that poor little kid. Well, yeah. no, like, oh, I yeah. think the coughing was that's real. Yeah. No, that's no, written. That's, really? a, that's a Jillian thing. Okay. Yeah, totally. Like, because right. that's funny, you know. But No, the scene in the beginning uh, where they're all, like, arguing and, like, when they're starting pushing the wall, like, that's apparently real. Like, the... The, the that was a recourse for like all the dickhead shit he did on set, <laughs> and they kind of pushed him to the ground and like ran him over almost and started like doing stuff. But yeah, nice. That strong jaw, you know. Yeah. Choose glass. Was it just and no other reason? It just. I mean, I honestly, I mean, I've, I've watched it times, uh, multiple times since then, but it was no, not, nothing really, honestly. Right. Like yeah. Okay. I mean, is it my favorite time travel movie? Probably not, but I picked it because yeah, like I'm, it I'm just gonna... kind of it stuck with me the longest. I would say. And yeah. It's... I it 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 it's always been in my. I've been aware of it. I should yeah. I should say I've been aware of Time Bandits. Mm-hmm. Like I'd see I'd people say but like yeah I know what you're talking about I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about yeah and I mean it's owned by somebody now so they're probably gonna try to do a revival of it eventually sure. You know? Um, I, I never remembered this, the plot of, from when I remember watching it consistently. Cause I believe I was like, I don't know, probably 10, maybe even a little bit. Yeah. About 10. Um, 
seeing this for the first time, and I was just amazed by um, it just being related to Monty Python. That's it. Yeah. So I never really understood the plot until I actually watched this movie, and I was like, all right. It's not a bad plot. Like, for, his, for, for Terry Gilliam's first attempt, I see a lot of all the rest of the movies. Brazil. That, that, mm-hmm. Brazil, yeah. Brazil uh, was the in-between. That yes, was the in-betweener. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yes. Um, but you can see every like a lot of stuff that was done in Time Bandits, you can see done everywhere else in all mm-hmm. of his movies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was one of those movies. I saw Time Bandits before I saw it. Um, Monty Python. I got into Monty Python when I was like, you know, like a teenager. I got mm-hmm. really into it. But I saw Time Bandits when it came out at the theater three times because my dad loved it. And I, it led me to believe that he was a, a Monty Python fan, which I found out later he hated Monty Python. Yeah. Yeah, he so did do, not so like Monty Python. He did not understand why I was really into it. And I was watching it. I'm like, but I was raised on Time Bandits. Like that, my sure. dad was like, let's go back and see Time Bandits again. He loved this movie. He thought it was fun. That's my thing for for any of Monty Python stuff is I always thought it was humorous, but it never really made me like laugh. Oh, you know what I mean? It never cracked like, me oh, up. Yeah, no, not at all. I, yeah, I'm, especially I'm Life of, of Brian. I think was like that was just so funny. Well, it didn't have like a shitty laugh track on it the whole time too, though. Like the, the, I the know show they, did. The show. The did, show did. Yeah. Um, and, I, and then uh, you had like their long it's stuff. Like fucking watching Will and Grace. Yeah. Everybody laugh now. We'll just fucking suck yeah, down laugh a tracks fucking are really hard to deal with. Chewing. Yeah. Especially now that we've been weaned off of them with a lot of shows, which is so nice not have to deal with a, a laugh track, but yeah. yes, it's, um, and of course back in the day that you also had the live studio audience, which I liked oh, yeah. a lot better than a laugh track, but you know, so many shows Well, they were telling them when to laugh. But, well, of course know. they were, but at least it sounded more realistic sure. than, than just like the, you know, I'm just going to walk around the sign. This is applause and see if I can get mm. people to fucking laugh for me. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. But you and, should do that at work. And this just, was also just, one just of those. all of a sudden come, like, yeah, <laughs> break out the sign. <laughs> I did good. <laughs> but I'll say one thing, I mean, uh, that I found out later, I, well, when I did a little more research on this movie, is it wouldn't have happened if George Harrison didn't come through yes. and pr- produce it for them. Though. That's yeah, correct. but that was I always kind of knew, because he was so active in this stuff, and he paid, I knew that he paid for it when I was young. Not when I was little, but when I was a little older, I knew that he paid for it. I think I saw an interview with Terry Gilliam or something like that where they talked about it. But, you know... And this this song for this like the George Harrison song that they use for this movie is my sister's favorite song of really? all time. Oh, is that, is that the end credit yeah. song? I yeah. hated that song. I loved it, and my sister loves it. Like if it's anywhere, my sister. What? I think my sister has this the CD somewhere, and it's she would like play it all the time. Most George Harrison songs where it's just nonsensical <laughs> shit going yeah, on. Yeah, it was uh, fun though. Full disclosure: I don't like the Beatles, anyways. So no, like... the Beatles are so overrated and stupid. But at the same time, if we had fans. We would have a bunch of hate mail. Now. Oh, I know. Yeah, I like know. people, I know. man, the I White know. Album was the best thing <laughs> ever. I'm, I'm not knocking yeah. what they do. They were yeah, they're what do artists. Know? They made millions of dollars on their art. So That's overrated. fine. Like two minute songs, you punk loving bitch. <laughs> I certainly do. Three chords, two minutes. That's all I need. Yeah. Oh my god, the Beatles. Um, but yeah, I and maybe that's why my my dad was a Beatles fan, so maybe that's why he liked this movie so much. Yeah, you know, maybe yeah. it was probably he probably went to oh, there's George Harrison. I had no idea when I was a kid though. I probably I didn't find that out until I was like twenty or maybe later. I have no idea when I found that out, but I was you know, I mean, he's not in the movie. Yeah, 
I never made that. Like, honestly, I never made the connection because I just never paid attention to everybody. Was like, oh, Monty Python. I was like, ah, whatever. Go fuck mm-hmm. yourself. Like, yeah. I don't care. I just think I don't care. Yeah, yeah, I I used to see it sometimes on on TV or whatever. But I was really yeah. just I just got into it and I started buying the the VHS tapes. Yeah. So, and my dad's like, why are you buying these? And I was like, they're yeah. hilarious. And I just, I thought they were so funny. Now it's hard for me to sit through them because it was more like a child, you know, that, that thing that made you laugh when you were a kid doesn't necessarily make you laugh now. Yes. You know, 100%. You're a lot easier when you're yeah. a kid. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's and, always how I kind of felt about the Monty Python thing. I love John Cleese and I love uh, those guys, but yeah. Uh, in, 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 it, I'd say maybe 50%. 50% of like now a Monty Python movie I'd watch and still laugh and some mm-hmm. of the other times would be like yeah it's definitely because I was 13 like, yeah. it was definitely because I was 13 there's did- still I'll still laugh at the nights you say neat you know like there oh, are little sure. things there are little things that I'm like oh I, I, like they just take you back they're great yeah. you know yeah. but no I probably couldn't sit through it that would definitely Baron Munchausen's my favorite though out of like all that stuff though because you love Uma Thurman yeah I love Uma Thurman yeah <laughs> I didn't even, yeah, you know, couldn't even recall call recall her face. She was movie. so beautiful in that movie. Yeah, that she was, was like the, um, I don't know, was the Venus like or the yeah, she was yeah, Venus. Venus yeah, yeah, I'd, ha- I'd have to Google it. Yeah, like, I know, I remember watching it. That scene, she knows like, Shelley Duvall with all that figure oh, she sure. has there. <laughs> Those were a couple of my favorite parts where where Palin and Duvall yeah. were just doing their own thing or whatever. It's like that's hilarious. Like they're yeah. fucking hilarious. I feel like that was just um um Gilliam just throwing his like like he's like his inadequacies inadequacies in life. He's like. Oh, women are always they give me this shit because because the one thing was like the Robin was like oh that thing going to happen again and I was yeah, like what sure. the fuck are you talking about and the it's other true. one was about my his it's, it's shit on his nose sure. yeah but it's really his fucking toupee yeah no well, yeah but not not in the in the original part it was like I think I don't know I didn't even know what they were talking about because they're English they didn't like to talk about their penises well it was it's that thing where it's like. You know, she's she's like, oh, I'll, I'll I I love everything about you and everything, and she's like, even that thing on your nose, and yeah, and then oh god, you're bald. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and the, and the Robin Hood one was, it was. They didn't see what that no, was. No, no, it was. It was. I think it was when they were passing when the bandits were passing them by on the second time. He was bald again. No, he wasn't mm-hmm. bald. But he's like, oh no, here comes my my thing, my incessant need or desire for fruit. <laughs> and that was it. That was that was his whole thing. Like that that she was like, so is that problem? Like, I don't know. I don't know what exactly that means. I couldn't find shit on that, so I don't know. But they that's what that's what I saw it as because it paid off to that when they were in the carriage. Well, like I didn't I didn't get. It. I was just like, okay. So he's tied up next to a woman, and they're stealing from him. I need my fruit. <laughs> Give me the fruit. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we we're not supposed to know because we weren't. It's probably raised in show. England in, I think during it, that I think time. It was just kind of showing him to be a kind of a weakling. Like he's not concerned about saving you know the damsel. He is more no. concerned about something so like childish, like a little boy who was over mothered. But I watched it then, like now, and I'm like, because I, I remember that scene, but I don't remember the wording or what they said. But now it's just like. If you watch it, you're like, oh, he's talking about impotency. Like, he, or he 
Or he blows early. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes. that's what he's talking about. Like, but dick doesn't work how I want to, bro. What do I do? That, that Yeah, that's what he, the whole carriage scene thing did, was before they got crashed in But it in seemed on. like that. But is it really, though? Or is it some no. other fucking weird English shit we don't know about? Like, Th- they're like, oh, no, saying. I don't know how to make toasty eggs. <laughs> <laughs> toasty eggs. I don't fucking know. They got weird words for stuff. Yeah, Nothing eggs. against the English, but you got I think, I, think was, I think it was a frog in a hole or something like well, that. Well, toasty, like, like, toasty eggs, they're... It's actually called something else, but it's when they serve the. Um, it's not quite a jammy egg; it's a soft boiled egg, okay. and they they um, they dip their toast. They you cut the toast I, I into the okay. slim, and then you dip it in there, and that's kind of like toasty eggs. Okay, all right. Dude, we're we're made that we're up spread, and it's real. <laughs> we're spreading calling. I know a knowledge. lot about food stuffs. <laughs> well, you want to get into this uh, spoiler filled review? Let's get into it. Oh, I need to open it. Slowpoke. I was reading up on my trivia. Should have been drink. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes it's all right, and then other times it's just bad. I know. What, the taste, or what are you talking about? The taste. What were we eating earlier? Nothing. No, I just mean in general. Like, sometimes it's hit or miss with... With this brand. With that brand, I often find it has an... I'm just not... A, I've never been a fan of that brand because I think it has a funny taste to it. Mm-hmm. That one my father did doth drink when he was young. Oh. Uh, he <laughs> would ah. leave them in the car when we were young and we would try to sip on them. Maybe there was cigarettes in there because it tasted like cigarettes. Oh, so, delightful. Yeah. So. There you go. The movie begins with opening credits. We meet Kevin... Played by Craig Warnock. He is sitting in his living room somewhere on Earth, presumably somewhere in England. Kevin excitedly reads a book about ancient Greece as his parents watch their television ramble on about luxury kitchens. Did you see what it was called? I don't remember what it was called. Moderna Designs. No, okay. Moderna Designs. They started back in the years. Yeah. <laughs> all the way back there. They, this is they, it all the started. long con. This movie is about this era. There's Moderna going on. You got AI because that's what the genius is involved in. And and this is, there's a lot going the, on and, here. And the evil one wants to know all about computers and then VHS. Once I know computers, <laughs> I will be the new supreme being. Yes. <laughs> AI. It's fucking AI. But the opening was so cool that like... The synth noise and like the little letters dropping because that yeah. represented the boxes. Yes, yeah, like it was cool. It was, it was, it, it would. It's the birth of what Terry Gilliam does with his opening credits, yeah. and, and just sort of like what Monty Python does anyway, yeah. in a way. And as all movies that are based in the seventies and eighties, there was plastic coating on the couch. Yeah, and it, and was, and it this wasn't movie even was fitting. very seventies because oh, yes. it, it came out in nineteen eighty one. Yeah, I mean, so it was it was, it was written in the seventies. Sure. It was filmed in the seventies, and yeah, you had the plastic co- the plastic covering, the ridiculous like the parents, the really old parents. Yes, because yes. when you think about it, those parents were you know he was they were probably. 40 yeah. mid 40s yeah. maybe getting up to 50 yeah, yeah. like they started later in life yeah. they um or they had hard lives and they were a lot younger sure and they were just so self and I, but it may it, it kind of gives it makes more sense for them to be older because they they were more self um they were centered, self-centered like, yeah. as opposed to have it like you know younger parents are kind of like oh this is our little kid you know like 
we're the, we're into the family stuff in there. They they've been together maybe for a while. And oh, he was sudden, an accident. He was dropping. He's the accident in kid, and they're years. like, yeah. yeah, and they're like, oh, he's just kind of cramming our, our got style. Got through. If he's over here just reading a book, being quiet, great, best thing ever. Yeah, go to put that book away, you little <laughs> yeah. shit. It, it, go to your fucking your room. It's fucking three p.m. Go to yeah. sleep. <laughs> and everything that they did was incredibly loud, from the shit. food yeah. processors to the TV that they watched, and then he made a little bit of noise in his room, or all. And they're like, what's all that noise in here? See, I just had a little connection in my head. So uh, I, I noticed when I was watching the movie, so the um, demons or wherever they are, the workers for the evil genius, they're mm-hmm. like in plastic. Is that like the mm. connection to the plastic that he hated on his parents' sofa? Quite possibly. You that makes like, a lot of you sense. You mean like Benson or Robert or whatever? Yeah, like those were, those were a those couple guys. of those. Yeah, yeah Benson... Hey, master, hey. Yeah. yeah, yes, yeah. They, they I, I didn't put that together until yeah. until you said something right now. Yeah, sure, totally. Yeah. If, if you're trying to make it, if this is like, if the story is trying to make us believe that this is really a dream sequence that he went through, mm-hmm. then yes, the plastic would yeah. be more evil yeah. associated than with the Very Wizard game. of Oz where you're sure. shaking everything well, yes. you see. It makes sense because he brought in all the toys from his bedroom for the fight scene. For the battle so scene the you end. have mm-hmm. you have the toys and then you have the plastic that his parents are always sitting sitting around on yep. and they're they're ogre-y, you know, they're kinda like sure. Ugh. But that kid's oh the way that kid talked. Like I I, I, I don't I've remember it when I was a child, but yeah, it me is neither. fucking just oh I hurt. <laughs> it's not like that. I'm the one who usually can't ears. stand children, and he doesn't bother me that much. It bothered like, me a lot. He was fine. But I grew up with him. Like, we grew up together, it seems like. I, well, he never grew up. He's not aged, and he doesn't didn't do anything else. But no. he was a little boy when I was a little girl, and he probably started filming when I was almost that age. I was six years old when I saw the movie. Like, or I almost five, wish five-ish, six-ish. at the end of this movie, he just gets snatched up by, like, some terrible fucking child blister. <laughs> fucking, like, I just hate this sure. child so much. Wow. That I wish, his, yeah, his, a, life, a life of terrible fucking upon him. His story is pretty unresolved, actually. Yeah. Like, the way that they end yeah. this movie, yeah. you don't know what the fuck happens nope. to him. Nope, yeah. nope. Because you, you're like, oh, it was all a dream. And then you're like, wait a minute, was it? Yeah. Yeah. And then release pure evil on him. And as uh-huh. a child, that would be, you know. Yeah. And it's that thing also when, you know, you see. Scottish guy too. When you see hey, Sean you, Connery. Yeah. Get over here. It's time for you to feed him, boy. <laughs> when you see the fireman as Sean Connery, you're like, wait a minute. Is it really a dream? But then you're mm, like, no, that sure. makes more sense that it's a dream right there. You know, yeah. he just, maybe he's seen this fireman. Maybe this fireman came and talked to him at school one uh-huh. day. Yep. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, but then, you know, it's don't touch it. It's evil. Yeah. It's yeah. evil. Don't touch it. Oh, did you know the host? You know, that was the guy from Harry Potter. He yeah. Jim the, Broadbent. Jim Broadbent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he was. The, I saw him and I was like, oh my God, look how young yeah, he dude, is. There, there, there were quite a few uh, uh, individuals in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter Vaughn, who plays the ogre, was yeah. uh, Amon Targaryen in the Game of Thrones series on oh, okay. HBO. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. there's there's some individuals in here that have been had a storied career. It is funny that the two women in the movie are Americans. Yes. And yes. everybody else is yeah. pretty much Catherine Hellman was from Who's the Boss, right? Right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. She was um, the mother uh, of... 
Madonna. She, she was. Mona. She was Mona. Okay, she was. Okay. Uh, she was Angie's mother yeah, or so Angela. Angela's mother. Angela, fucking seven feet tall, broadest yeah. shoulders yeah. ever. <laughs> I love her though. She's like, Judith Light is a great actress. So when Kevin is instructed to go to bed, he starts to. It, he tries to uh, explain about Ag- Agamemnon. However, his mother urges him to listen to his father. Kevin tries to continue reading. But his father insists he turns the light off. Before Kevin can fall asleep, he is interrupted by a knight bursting forth from his wardrobe. The knight gallops off into the forest that has appeared in Kevin's bedroom. Kevin hides under his bedsheet. When he looks again, his bedroom has returned to normal. There is no sign of the knight or the horse. The next night, Kevin prepares by packing a satchel and readying a Polaroid camera. However... He is surprised by six little people who tumble out of his wardrobe. He learns the group has stolen a map and are trying to find an exit out of his room. The group of bandits learn that Kevin's wall is a portal to time and space. A disembodied head apparates and demands the return of the map. Return the map. That's what I honestly remember a lot of, just that fucking droning (laughs) voice. Was it even the same guy that played the Supreme the, Being? The, 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 yeah. The, it, it, was, was? it was the face, but the voice was Tony J. Oh, so that was Tony it, J. It is, okay. Yes, it's a different, it's a different voice, yeah. but it is the same, um, the same face as the actor. Mm, Tony J. He was also the voice of the owl in Mad Max. Or not, what was it called? Mighty Max animated series. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. He was a chicken. Chicken rooster. Oh, whatever. chicken rooster. Wait, he was a he was a chicken. He wasn't an owl. Okay. Good to I don't know. know. Is that a you know? Kevin and the bandits fall into a black void as they are fleeing the supreme being. A black square suddenly appears, dropping Kevin and the bandits in Italy during the Battle of Cast Castiglione. Uh, I believe that. Uh, I probably mispronounced that. Kevin runs off. Scared by the bandits. Uh, the names of the bandits, we never really learned them. We just sort of learned them piecemeal, but I'm going to go through and tell and tell you what they are. So there's Randall the Leader, played by David Rappaport. Fidget, played by Kenny Baker. For those who don't know, he did R2-D2. Um, and uh, did one of the Ewoks, Ewoks right? Yeah. yeah. Um, then there is Strutter, played by Malcolm Dixon. That was the bearded one, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. Well, there were a couple bearded ones. He was the one, the big, the like larger one. No, no, Strutter was the one with the glasses. Yeah. The glasses. yeah. Oh, the okay. okay. Og played by Mike Emmons. Og was the one with the large forehead and very prominent. Yes. Mongoloid. Wally, Wally's the one that you're thinking of. That's Jack Purvis. You're thinking that was of Jack Wally. Purvis. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like I would have. He's kind of like a mini me of like, um, uh, what's his name? Shit. Carl Urban. Russell. Russell Crowe. No, fucking Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell? Really? What are you talking about? I think so. I would say like one of those actors from um, like Little House on the Prairie. No, it's definitely Kurt Russell. I don't think you're know what you're talking about. A little bearded, a little tiny bearded Kurt Russell. No. And then there is Vermin played by Tiny Ross. 
Kevin has a brief encounter with some scary French sh- French sh- soldiers. Oh, geez. With shoulders? Yep. Scary French... Sh- ah. Soldiers with shoulders. Soldiers with shoulders wearing boulders. <laughs> some scary French soldiers. There you go. The bandits use the river to infiltrate a castle. Their plan is to steal treasure from Napoleon Bonaparte, played by Sir Ian Holm. Napoleon is working out of the city is working terms out with the city of Castiglione while watching a Punch and Judy like puppet show on the theater stage. Mm. The bandits sneak backstage after the puppeteer had been shot, thus ending the entertainment of Napoleon. Kevin and the bandits well, the bandits perform a dance number for Napoleon and he loves it. Pleased with their performance, Napoleon praises the group by promoting them to generals in his army. Napoleon monologues while he gets drunk. Do you remember? He was, so all he was saying was all the famous leaders and their heights and how short yes, they were. Yes, yes, yes. He's yeah. like, the most famous one of all. Yeah. Was, He's like, uh, who was it? Uh, the Mongolian one. Um, Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan. He's like, Genghis Khan, four, five foot two. <laughs> <laughs> But he was that, honestly. If they would have made a real movie with with Napoleon and Ian Holmes being in there, I would have loved that. Like he, he would have knocked that out of the park. I loved when he was just like, I love, I just love little things hitting each other. Yes. Like that's yeah. what he, he just loved that. And it's like well, that's that's what he is. Technically, Napoleon wasn't that small. No, but. no, he yeah. was. He was. He was, he was normal yeah. height. No, it, he wasn't. Was, he was no. short, but he wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't for, tiny. for that for that for that time period. He was a normal height. Well, he was five seven, five, seven. Yes. for a man. Yes, I, I think even that. like five ten was more like. No, he was he was he was he was average for his height. Yeah, in France. You know, yeah, it was, France. It was, yeah. it was just it was what it's a it was a propaganda thing. Yeah. And uh, also, then then they're like, so the the um the bandits were eating like chicken, and it was just so disgusting. Oh yeah, the way they were eating. I really didn't see that. Oh, yeah, I saw it. Because I, I, I wrote chicken eater. Chicken eater, okay. Chicken eater. So that somebody means. was eating a chicken very grossly at that point. And I remember, like, just the gr- chicken grease on the face. Hmm. Yeah. I don't remember. When Napoleon passes out from drinking, the bandits and Kevin get to rob in the castle. Randall explains the only way out of this time is through a time hole that will close at 12 o'clock they don't say whether midnight or like noon yeah they just say 12 o'clock yeah so everyone needs to be quick strutter finds a time hole he rushes back to tell randall they only have 30 seconds until it closes the time it takes for the bandits to do what they do and get to the portal was longer than 30 seconds but the bandits and Kevin, Movie loaded magic. with their <laughs> loaded with their various items from the castle, run for the time hole as they are ch- chased by French soldiers. The bandits and Kevin make it through the time hole, closing seconds before the French soldiers arrive. The French soldiers fall over each other in a slapsticky style way. Like the one dude like does that little yeah. skidding thing. And it was then very one Keystone Cop. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is very accurate to the um, to, to the, the actual French, 
the French military. <laughs> okay. You know, just all like, right. they just, then, uh, we're marching and then they all fall down. You know? <laughs> it cuts to a scene where Vincent, played by Michael Palin, and Pansy, played by Shelley Duvall, are interrupted when the bandits and Kevin crash onto their moving horse-drawn carriage. They have ended up in England in the Middle Ages during the time of Robin Hood. The bandits explain that they were once employees of the Supreme Being, and as a punishment, the group of six were to repair rips and tears in the space-time. However, they realize that they could use the map to locate and steal various riches throughout ancient and recent history. Kevin takes a picture to commemorate the bandit's success. Shelley Duvall beckons for help in the distance. Kevin and the bandits spy another group of thugs tying up Pansy and Vincent. The group is briefly detained. However, Randall wants to speak with the thug's boss. The bandits and Kevin meet Robin Hood, played by John Cleese. And I love this juxtaposition between the bandits and Robin Hood, <laughs> where he is just the most fanciest man in this fucking, like, rug and rough and tumble. Like, these dudes will stab you with a stick and you won't even know it. Like, it, it, it works so well. Yeah. So well. It was pretty much he was the embodiment of Otter Amongst Thieves. Sure, yeah. And everyone else is just like, well... Sure. You know, he gives us our part, so and and he lets us do a little dirty work sometimes. Yeah. I love the poor. Yeah. Yo, you know who's gonna love this? The poor. Oh, yeah. have you met the poor? Would you love yeah. yeah. That was so great. I love the dude who's just like, hey. Wow. Oh, the punching. <laughs> yeah. Can you ask him not to do that? He says he can't he asked to. Yeah. <laughs> like, Is it necessary? Yeah. Yes. yes. Um, so Robin Hood distributes the riches from the bandits to the poor in a perfect John Cleese performance. Robin asks if the bandits would like to stay and help out the distribution of wealth. Uh, Kevin volunteers, but Randall pulls him away before Kevin can fully commit. The bandit, the bandit uh, group retreats, passing the tied up Vincent and Pansy. Randall complains to the group about Robin Hood, except the others are fed up with Randall. The bandits then go wrestling. Um, the bandits then start wrestling and go to the ground. The scene transitions to a man in a red robe and some type of me- biomechanical thing atop of his head, swishing his hand around in this magic water basin. It is the evil one, and it is played by David Warner. Evil one destroys one of his henchmen for questioning him. The evil one is all powerful. Again, he is questioned. Again, he destroys a henchman. Super quick like, trigger finger. Like, like he's like, and then he at one point he's left with three henchmen, and that's it. And he's like, ah, fuck it, I got this. During his monologue, where he's talking about the VHSs and oh, stuff, yeah. he like waves his hand, and he like, I think he accidentally kills one of his guys. Yeah. He's like, like, oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like <laughs> once once I understand this. I will understand computers, and AI will be the supreme being. Yeah. <laughs> That's the fucking AI, man. That's AI talk right there. Oh, no, one of the things was like, he's like, what does the supreme being know? Yeah. Damn, puts nipples on men? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> like, I was like, there, were, there were quite a few of those in there. I'm like, 
this is like this is great monologue stuff. Like there were a bunch of monologues, but that's what he does. That's what Terry Gilliam was good at doing, and it was great. It was fantastic. Yeah. Like David Warner did a great job at doing it. Oh yeah, of course. It was like he was pretty much meant for it. So the evil one explains how he will soon be the supreme being. The a henchman tells the evil one or evil one that bandits are in possession of the map. So evil one mind controls Og to try and force them into a trap. However, that attempt is spoiled by the appearance of the supreme being. In their escape, two time holes appear, confusing Kevin. Randall shouts for Kevin to escape, forcing Kevin to make a choice. Randall screams not that one as Kevin disappears through the time hole. Kevin is transported to ancient Greece where a Scottish man plays Agamemnon and that man is Sean Connery and he is dueling a Minotaur. From here on out, I will be calling Agamemnon Aggie. Kevin helps Aggie defeat the Minotaur. Kevin was going to wait for the bandits, but he thought better of that. Instead, he chose to ride with Aggie to his nearby to the nearby city. Aggie shows his Minotaur trophy to the city, and everyone cheers. Aggie teaches Kevin some, like, uh, what is that? Uh, Misdirection. Yeah, well, I was going to call it a specific thing. It was like a, 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 a boardwalk uh, boardwalk game, maybe? Yeah, Three-card Monty, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Uh, and Kevin takes picture pictures with his Polaroid of the ancient city. So weird and creepy. Mm-hmm. That was the most boring part of the movie. Kevin. Yeah. Kevin hanging out. With it. it was just like Jesus. I'll say this: Sean Connery. Like, what was the other movie where he was like, was Zardoz or something like that? Yeah, I yes, I. I where he's wearing like the weird, creepy leather, like fucking outfit. Oh. This one too. Like, I was like, oh, there's a little. You know, he's got his he's got his bits in a leather dangle. This is just another movie where Sean Connery is. A, a Scottish man playing something he shouldn't like Highlander and every you know it's like it, it, it's it's funny so it works in this in yeah. Highlander or I think it was a big mistake and the Hunt for Red October no no in Highlander he was supposed to be Spanish His name yeah was he was Ramirez. a Spaniard was yeah Juan Ramirez that's why I think it was a big mistake for that one in this one I think it was just funny so I didn't it didn't bother me that much because it was a comedy but that whole scene was just so boring and long and even when I was a kid, I hated that. I was just like, "When are we going to get back to the bandits? <laughs> sure. Like, why are we seeing this?" And it's so. And it was back in the seventies when they filmed movies in desert settings. They 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 didn't know how to handle the lighting, so it was just all that natural light, and it was just too bright for the movie. It it was just gross looking. And now they kind of know how to do it, so they give it it gives it more of a theatrical look. But yeah. Um. So in a weird ritual. Uh, Kevin's adopted by by Aggie. There's a great feast to honor the occasion, and the bandits arrive as a dancing troupe. The bandits abduct Kevin to a time hole, and Kevin is reluctant to leave. The bandits, with Kevin, disappear in a cloud of smoke. The group drops in on the Titanic, <laughs> where 1900s Pansy and Vincent have a scene on the deck of the doomed ship. The group of bandits interrupts Vincent's proposal. The bandits enjoy the luxuries of the fated ship as Kevin morosely looks out at the dark ocean. Kevin scolds Randall about being abducted from Aggie. Randall tries to talk Kevin into one last heist, 
the time of legends. The Titanic sinks in the North Atlantic Ocean. Kevin and the bandits float on debris as they argue about where to go next. Evil One is elated as he swirls the water of the ocean around the drowning bandits and Kevin. Kevin and the bandits are transported to the time of legends. In a very like, amazing visual effects scene. <laughs> And there was miniatures, right? No, it wasn't miniatures. Which one? The, like the spitting of the... No, well, I mean... They, I mean, they were spinning in the water, but when he was doing that, there was like... That was just like probably juxtaposed like image on the water. I don't know, whatever, but... You know, well, you mean what they were, how, it, how it looked in the... Like the there wasn't actually basin? anything in the basin, was there? No. No, he, would, like, he was just swirling his finger around in it, yeah. and then it'd, it'd go to like... It, cut to a shot from above and you'd see like all the group holding on to that titanic signboard or whatever yeah. and they're just spinning around in this like world like yeah. uh the whirlpool or whatever no, i mean even after that because they show this scene where it's like um uh, almost negative image oh yeah they're, yes. they're going it's it's showing the opposite yes them yeah. falling out of the water then they all yeah. fall in it yes yes yeah, yeah. and they're 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 tuxedos that they were wearing turned on, white. on yep turned yeah. white to yeah. show the obvious flip of realms because color inversion yeah and it, the whole titanic thing was like like how do you not know you're on the titanic that's destined to yeah. go under yeah that, that had that's me question too like how they were like why would you want to go there like why why escape to that titanic? unless you knew that there was going to be a door out but it's like they were so like boastful about it yeah they were caught off guard like, and why didn't kevin know kevin know like he was a little history well, yeah. buff kevin you know, like, should oh, know this is yeah. the titanic it always <laughs> goes underwater at wrong point i can't swim and no can the little <laughs> this is what all I hear when I hear his little stupid voice, and then it goes snapshot. No. Is that guy still alive? The kid? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he is. He didn't. He didn't. He'd be like what fifty? Late fifty? Uh, he's no. He's he he's, doesn't look bad for his age too. Probably fifty-one, fifty-two, oh. fifty-two. No, wait. We're in uh, twenty-three, so fifty-three. I think he was born in nineteen seventy, so fifty-three. He's a handsome man. No, he's. Someone's age. Yeah. <laughs> he is someone's age. He's a lot of people's ages. Yep. Yeah. There's a, I think there's a percentage of those people. Is there a bunch of those people? It probably might be like 2% of people. I'm not a mathematician, so I'm totally making <laughs> it a, like a, an uneducated guess. Which means I'm wrong. wrong. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's okay. <laughs> The group sees a sloop emerge from the fog. Winston the Ogre, played by Peter Vaughn and his wife, Ms. Mrs. Ogre, or Mrs. Ogre, played by Catherine Helmond. They catch the group of thieves in a fishing net. The bandits throw Winston overboard with a clever ruse, and next they dispatch Mrs. O Mrs. Ogre by pushing her overboard with a large boiling pot that they got from... Being level to flipping, flipping over. over with a zero sound and yeah. not a care in the world. Nope. That thing was probably heavy. Too. Yes, it mm -hmm. is. Like that had yeah. to have been at least a ton, at least. Once again, I am not a mathematician or a scientist, and I am making an uneducated <laughs> guess. Um, 
Kevin and the Bandits navigate their newly acquired sloop onto the head of a giant, played by giant Ian or Titan. Um, I think it's a giant. Like you could you could say a Titan if you want to. There was nothing that indicated to me that it was a, a figure of ancient Greek mythology. What are those little circles all over him? I have no idea. I he could also hold his breath for a very long time. Well, yeah. Maybe that's because he was pretty big compared to everybody on top of his head. Mm-hmm. And the poor little house full of yelling well, yes. people. Yeah. Were they, I think they were either mice or rats or some type of rodent. I don't know what they were. And I, I always, I kind of pictured them as like little, just little people, like, um, like little Muppety people. I don't know. Like Muppety, uh, people. Muppety people. Like, like I, Fraggle Rock or yeah, something? Yeah, kind of like oh. little fraggly type people. Yeah, because yeah, when I was little, it kind of upset me that yeah, because you could hear a baby crying and you're all oh, sure. you're like, oh, no. And you did think it was funny. So I was kind of like, oh, but I think as you get older, people like they would never do that now. No, 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 like, no, 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 we, we, can't, we can't do that. Well, you can, but you you have to remove the family from the house. And all they do is smash the house. Right. The family and gets out. Like like they do something hilarious as they get out and they look mm-hmm. around and they're like, ha, ha. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Maybe the father was abusive. Well, they were all just yelling was, and screaming and yeah. then the baby started crying. So maybe, maybe they were taught a lesson and they didn't want the baby to be left as an orphan. What if it was all through the perception of one of those people, though, and he thought he had a baby and, a, and another person there? But it was just it was one just lonely him. man, lonely well, fox monster thing, you know. And his he ate children. He was hmm. a he ba- was a baddie. He was a baddie. Okay, Josh's head cannon. Right. Attempts to dislodge the ship from the giant's head are unsuccessful until Kevin finds a sleeping potion. The sleeping potion administered and now having taken effect. The giant sits down to take a nap. The giant removes the sloop from his head, which allows the bandits and Kevin to escape. Wandering a pebble beach, the bandits argue again as they slam into an invisible invisible wall. Randall announces that they have finally made it to the fortress of ultimate darkness. Randall smashes the invisible barrier while trying to attack Wally with a humanoid skull. I I, I like to believe... That there was no other way to open it except with a human bone. Not necessarily a skull, but a human bone. Okay. I have nothing to back it up is just <laughs> what I think. As the group as the bandit group enters into this realm, the camera pans up the length of the fortress of ultimate darkness, seeming to go on forever. Evil One is lauded for his brilliant plan. The bandits and Kevin enter the fortress when they find something surprising. The Moderna Wonder Major All-Automatic Convenience Centerette. The fucking Moderna, yeah. Yep. Falling into the trap, Evil One set. The map is now in Evil One's possession. Evil One locks Kevin and the bandits in, in a cage suspended a bot, suspended above a bottomless pit. I wish we would have had more time in the the legends, the world of the legends, or yeah, the time of the legends. Like, cause you could have done so much with that, like just like get high, 
and just write a bunch of weird, crazy shit, and then make it under like movie magic. They could have cut out a lot of other stuff and made it more about that. And yeah. It and pretty cool. But then he, my Barry Moonchounds, and he kind of did that. So I feel like it was almost like a precursor for doing stuff like that. Maybe he learned. You just got to go off the wall and like you know like. Sure, your perception of history is funny, but... Yeah. While they are suspended in the cage, Kevin looks back on his photos. He lingers on one photo in particular as he recognizes the map in that pi- in that picture. It is the picture from the beginning of their first meeting. Kevin shows Randall how they can escape from the cage. The group leapfrogs from cage to cage to platform. Evil One gloats about possessing the map and his plans for the new world he will create. Kevin and the bandits attempt to steal the map back. They are found out and Og is turned into a pig man by Evil One. <laughs> Figures in black robes and bovine skulls with horns chase the... Or bovine skulls and horns mask chase the bandits and Kevin. Kevin and Og make themselves a distraction while the rest of the bandits escape through the time hole. Evil One confronts Kevin and Og the Pigman. Kevin threatens to burn the map if the Evil One does not call off his henchmen. Evil One destroys all of his henchmen. He's like, ah, fuck it, I don't give a shit. Boom, ba-boom, boom, boom. Benson, boom. Or is it Robert? I think it's Robert. I, I, I think it was Benson. And then he... Turns Og full in or turns Og into a full pig. And while in the midst of doing that, he snatches the map from Kevin's clutches. Evil One summons the power to kill Kevin, except he is interrupted by a tank smashing through one of the fortress walls. Various war machines and soldiers throughout time do battle with the evil one. There's some knights, some ancient Greek archers, a space fighter, some uh, cowboys. Evil One dispatches the the cowboys. The Greek archers are killed with their own arrows. The knights knights are done in by a poisonous gas. Randall fires a tank cannon, but the Evil One just deflects the round along with the lasers fired from the space fighter. This is the scene I remember the most. He does that, and then he's like, because it's all very, like, Carnival, like the blow, like he blows yeah. himself up and yeah. catches the arrows, and re- yep, yeah, I remember and that. And then it turns into like a carousel and shit, like yep. a bunch of like it's very like off the wall battle, yeah. And I, I never really understood what he was doing during those times until when I watched this movie again. It was like now I fully understand what exactly he was doing during this time. But soon enough, both the cage or both the tank and the space fighter are put out of commission. Fidget is smashed under a fallen column during the commotion. Evil One has the remaining bandits and Kevin in his sights when a bright flash and a plume of smoke appear. When the smoke is cleared, only the charcoal remains of Evil One is left. Another bright flash occurs. This time it is the Supreme Being. When the smoke has dissipated, the Supreme Being, now a corporeal man, played by Ralph Richardson, Stands before the bandits and Kevin. The supreme being returns Og to human form, brings Fidget back to life, and explains that everything that he that that had they had done he let it happen. He is a supreme being after all. 
The supreme being instructs the bandits to clean up all the pieces of the evil one right away. Anything left behind could be deadly. The supreme, um, the supreme being grants Randall's request for a rehire with a 19% pay reduction that goes all the way back to the beginning of time, showing you that no matter what's ruling, you'll always get fucked. So he, um, apparently he, he, he made his own rewrites on stuff. Cause he was guy? like, he's like, this isn't how a Supreme being would talk to people. Yeah. So yeah, he tried to bring it, but they're like, just do it the right way. Like, <laughs> this, is, this is what we want. It's not supposed to be like proper, proper, sure. you know, like, like the, they, uh, like he wanted to get all thespian on it. They're like, just fucking do it. Well, he was just like, God wouldn't say something like that. He yeah, didn't understand yeah, sure. that this yeah. is yeah. not like, yes, this, this is their version of the Supreme being. Allegory. Not, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A yellow, a yellow smoke engulfs Kevin, and he is transported back to his bedroom when a fireman breaks down his door, rescuing Kevin from a, ho- from a house fire. Kevin's parents are lamenting about their household appliances as Aggie, who is now a firefighter, winks. He just smiles at him, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And Kevin confirms that the firefighter does indeed share very similar facial features with Aggie. The firefighter brings out the cause of the house fire, a countertop oven with yellow smoke billowing out. Is that a Moderna? I don't know. I didn't. I couldn't see it. Mm, Probably. An explosion erupts when both his mother and his father touch the large black rock. Don't forget the greatest line of the entire movie is yelled by the child. Which is, don't, it's evil. Mom, (laughs) dad. It's evil. Don't touch it. <laughs> the The explosion leaves only the shoes of his parents behind. The camera pulls out from above, zooming out of the neighborhood, Earth, the galaxy, the universe, until the map is rolled up by the supreme being. Roll credits. So this acknowledges that there's only one world in the, you know, that's it. There's only Dude. one. Then it's one. an Earth-centric universe. Earth-centric. That's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, it's very Earth-centric. There's nothing else. It's, it's that thing though. At the the end of that movie, when the parents exploded, you get that kind of like, when you're a child watching it, you're like, who's gonna take care of this kid? Well, exactly. Who the fuck takes yeah. care of Kevin? And he it, just goes into the English foster care system. He's see, fucked. No, I thought now <laughs> yeah. he's free. From there, well, of course, that's what we see it now. But as a child, oh, as a child, I thought. Oh, as that. a child, you yeah. thought that. Oh, I thought who's going to take care of him? No, I was and like, how come now he's actually free. Sure. Yeah, nobody. Nobody was, came over. Nobody was acknowledged like, it. Poor Kevin. Yeah. Are you yeah. okay? Yeah, like, oh well, you know. These you know people. another child that was in foster care and he got out and he became the saint. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah. true. Val Kilmer. Yeah. That's right. That's the right. character that Val so, Kilmer played. It was Val Kilmer. No, it was really Val, Val Kilmer. Um, yeah. yeah, what Very a terrible talented. movie that was. Um, it's a great movie. It's Elizabeth that she was gorgeous. Yeah, it yeah. is that that uh, like it, it brings everything in. You know, they they forgot that piece of the smoldering uh, evil sure. that was left behind, and then it co- it, it it shows it up. Fucking followed him, it followed him through home. the yellow smoke, and said, "Hey, here's a great place to hide mm-hmm. in a fucking microwave, yeah, or whatever." Well, the parents and the parents loved their their because you know 
Yeah, like that's how it was back in the late 70s when everything was coming out. Everybody was getting microwaves. Yes. Everybody was getting all this new stuff that was yeah. going to make it so much easier. You had he that did, same thing happen in the 50s. He in the did 1950s mention microwave ovens as like an understanding of it. So pretty much it's it's his essence still being around, trying to understand sure, from the inside sure. this microwave oven. And then it probably would have been on the radio. Like it just yeah. keeps moving around to all the technology. <laughs> like it's just a rock. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> and then it gets on a computer. And that's when it happens. Mm-hmm. AI. That's the right. destroyer of all. <laughs> In a world where AI rules everything, you're fucked. Don't talk about that to Justine Bateman. Were you pleased with your pick or? Actually, no. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like I said, it's the first thing that popped into my head and I was excited to watch it. Then I did and I was like. I hated the fucking kid. Um, some of the scenes were just like uh, pushed, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, they just kind of yeah. like, it's very forced on you. You're like, hey, fucking here's what I'm going to do this. And you're like, okay, that's uh, fine. Um, like I said, I I wish they would have half and half, like done a couple like quick scenes, you know, in like time time periods. In other periods, yeah. And then, and then jumped into like the time, like where you can actually like do a lot more intricate and interesting stuff you know um it's you know it's like any terry Gillen movie you know it's a lot of uh posturing with like here here's, my, here's what i think but i'm not going to tell you directly like here's what it is it's fine I, I still enjoyed it but i just it definitely lost a lot from when i was a kid because it was like this grand adventure when i watched it as a child mm-hmm. but now i watched it and i'm like well it's just fucking six places to go to and fucking you know kevin's a little whiny bitch the whole time and i i don't know i just i, I don't remember him like i because you know what like you put yourself in the position you're like oh i'm i if i was with them or something like that yeah. but now you just see it as an adult and you're like oh it's just a little whiny fucking child out there like you really hated this he was kid. fucking twat twat I, he just he i you know i can't stand kids most of the time yeah. as actors yeah and this kid didn't bother I me. I felt like he had at least seven marbles in his mouth every time he talked. He was like, well, he wasn't a professional actor. He was, This was his first thing. I don't thing. give a fuck. And I didn't hire him. He <laughs> wasn't. I mean, he was nowhere near as bad as most American child actors. Mm. Like almost all American child actors yeah, are just I'm, garbage. But, but we, I'll claim the Fannings all day because they were great children actors. Okay. Yeah, they're okay. They're they okay. okay. They they're okay. okay. Well, they're, they're okay. Little, they were a little bit much. They were. A what are little, you talking about? Well, they were a little snotty. Dude, I like I like Dude. Dakota now. Eight millimeter. Uh, L Fanning. She's great in that. And all those other little shitty kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were good too. I'm just fucking. Around. No, I I found this movie to be so fun watching it this time. I feel like he should have reached out to the king of like hiring children, which is. Spielberg. Steven Spielberg. Spielberg is great when yeah. at, at hiring children. Now you know who's he just not, fucking like, drives down the road and points. Me. He's like, "That's the one right yeah. there." You're like, "What do well, you mean?" He's like, "I, just, I, I don't know why he doesn't help Lucas more because Lucas is just terrible." They were they were like, um, well, Star Wars. Yeah, Lucas was did Star Wars, but Spielberg hadn't done anything really family friendly yet. I know we're called the amateur reviewer, but I really need you to differentiate the difference between. St- <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. What? <laughs> between S- Spielberg and Star Wars? No, no, Spielberg no. was always good with his kids. I mean, he did even. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, I mean, yeah. it, just a few. You know, Poltergeist. He did a great job. Even 
Drew Barrymore, who's one of the worst actresses in Hollywood, was great in in E.T. E. Huh? She was never mm-hmm. good again. She didn't make one. She was never, ever, ever good in another movie. Firestarter. She was terrible in that no, movie. she was great. Oh, God, she was terrible. It was a cute she's, movie, she's but she started, was terrible. She was just hyperventilating and things she, started on fire. She was just awful. I can't breathe really well, so <laughs> she, something's going to burn. She was terrible. And as much as I love the movie Irreconcilable Differences, she, yeah. she, she was not good. Yeah. And, I mean, here's the problem. You're dependent in this movie upon... Did it just yank a mustache on you? Hair? Oh. <laughs> oh, I heard that. That's odd. I heard the tink. Yeah, yeah, that's hard. Maybe you should remove the top for now Maybe on. Maybe you shouldn't yeah. stick your face so hard <laughs> on your hands. Uh, no, dude, dude, I, I have to put my whole like upper lip against it. That's the only way I can drink it. It's like, I, like I'm suckling. That's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> but th- when you when you have a movie that's like your, your main characters are the the little people. Yeah. And it's a small amount that can act. It's a smaller amount that can actually act. Like, all right, well, I guarantee we're all going to say the same thing. Who's the best uh, little person actor? Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. Also because he's really good looking. Yes. But, I mean, he's in that category, though. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, outside of that, like, the next one is probably going to be uh, Warwick. You know, mm-hmm. you could throw some of these in there. There's, there's, there's well, been few, but it's like very few and far between. Well, it's also and something they, they haven't been given a whole lot of opportunity to do. And the first time exactly. I ever saw Dinklage, which was in the movie Safe Men, I thought, wow, that's a really good looking little no, person. No, so I saw him on Elf first. And that's when he was really like, he had the slick back hair. They put him in his like... But that was later. That was after he did Station Agent. When well, yeah, he, he no, bro- I his, watched those other was, ones, yeah. but that was the first time I saw him, though. And I was like, I was very impressed. But when I, all I'm saying is, in this situation, weirdly enough, you needed the child actor to kind of pull because the other ones really couldn't. Yeah. And then you had, sure, like, you know, you're basically everybody's just jerking off to Monty Python in this fucking movie. Yeah. You know, and then and um, the Evil Genius, what's his name? Um, uh, Werner. 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 Werner's Werner. He's always going to be great. Yeah. He, but he's, he does evil well. Uh-huh. Tron, you know, like yeah. probably five other movies where he's the fucking evil guy. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's still sentimental to me, but it's not good. I wouldn't rewatch it, honestly. Like, it's, it just doesn't have that for me anymore. I don't, I don't, I don't know why. Yeah. It's, you know, I saw, when I saw it, um, I think, you know, it had the HBO effect. It came, yeah. it was on all the time on HBO after... Yeah after that summer like the following summer after yeah. it came out after the and cruel summer after the cruel summer mm-hmm. and we watched it all the time because it was on and yeah. it i got tired of it i'm not gonna lie i got tired of this movie because it was on all the time i saw it in the theater three times and i was like uh and then as then i didn't see it again for a little while you know and it, i got a little like oh i can't wait yeah. to see it again and then i bought the vhs tape and then i bought the criterion collection and then i bought the dvds so it was constantly like i was like i have to own this movie because it's like such a part of my childhood right. but um it was watching it this weekend was the first time i've watched it in a really long time granted yeah, i'm not going to say it wasn't on sometimes in the background or you know like yeah but like, you're not paying attention but i wasn't paying attention to it and this was the first time i paid attention to the movie in a really long time and i really enjoyed it mm. there of course were scenes where i could have given you know like the desert scenes were boring the kid you know the kid and john connery were boring it was it was sweet i know they were trying to show this like 
kind of the kid needed a bo- the kid what had a, an unhappy home life and I heard Sean Connery was almost the Terminator too. <laughs> Give me your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. No, no, it wouldn't, wouldn't have worked. No, it would have worked perfectly. <laughs> I don't know. I think that would have been amazing. So I still enjoyed it. Like it's still not bad, but I mean, it definitely like is down on the rungs for me. I would say, you know, as far, especially as far as like. 80s movies that kind of like like held a place for me it's it's still good but i definitely like if i would have if i would have remembered this movie like watched it recently i would say oh what's your movie i'm gonna frequently ask questions about time travel that would have <laughs> that would have been my choice this was good watch it if you haven't check it out um I don't know. none of us are going to do frequently asked questions about you know time what? travel I, I think i uh, might do it then because I you have want to only do that seen one? it once. I've only seen it once. Really? And I'm I was kind of down on it and I know that like you keep talking it up and I maybe I need to watch it again. Yeah, I mean there's no cunt voice children in it, so Oh, yeah. well I was really hoping for that. Yeah. Well, we got that. That's what that happened yeah. now. And maybe maybe Trevor will pick another one with the you know, C-word voice child. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Cuz I want to I want to see what you because I remember when that movie came out. I just out. think it's a great depiction of time travel because, okay. it number one, it does it the right way, which which states as most people, like, the, Back to the Future is a great movie. Oh, yeah. It's entertaining. Yeah. But, no. That doesn't happen. Okay, I will re-watch this movie. I think I'm also, I think one of my problems with this movie. Are we watching it or are you picking it? What are we doing? I'm picking it and I, oh, I want to rewatch it. Okay. So not Time Cop. I thought we were doing Time Cop. No, I was never doing Time Cop. Come on, it's John Claude. I'm just kidding. You do whatever you want. I was never going to do Time Cop. We should have done Time Cop. I was never going to do Time Cop. Still on the table. Yeah, maybe someone will it, do it, Time Cop. Which movie you're gonna you're gonna do? Frequently? I think I'm gonna switch over because yeah, like I was kind of putting it down earlier, and I realized I don't remember a whole lot of that movie. Okay. So I think that I might want to revisit that movie. Okay. Frequently asked questions. Yeah. When it came out, I remember it was kind of hard to find for a little that bit. That is on Max and Hulu from what I'm seeing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, let's revisit that movie. Let's do that one. All right. Cool. All right. Um, Josh, you want to you wanna rate this movie? Um, yeah. It's going to get... It still holds a nostalgic spot, okay. so I'm not going to throw down a one. But it's I'm fucking yeah, I know it's it was what that bad. It was you? that bad watching it for me. Like I don't really? know what it was. Yeah, I had a great I'm just time a watching. Sour it. fucking old. I'm a sour motherfucker you now. There's so all the way around it. Meg? But it gets two. Return the maps. Oh, out of five. There you go. All right. Oh, Megs, what was your final reaction? I'm gonna give it, and I'm only I'm only docking the points because that's stupid boring part with sean connery but um i'm gonna give it a four don't touch it it's evil um, all right four mm-hmm. don't touch it it's evil all right mm-hmm. uh, can, can, can i get more of an accent with that mom dad it's evil don't touch it oh that's pretty that's not yeah. bad yeah, yeah. i've been yeah. doing it for years oh yeah yeah do you have any final thoughts about this movie i thought it was i you know i really really enjoyed it i um 
I was wa- even while I was watching it, I was thinking, "Gosh, I I'm really enjoying this." You're movie. just fucking sitting there waiting for the end song to come on the whole time. Shut up! I know you are. No, I played just it for you. I played slowly. it for him while he was working. Yes. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want cool, him to feel cool. like he was like he was watching the movie too. Yeah. There yeah, you go. I thought it was a fun movie. I realized how much I kind of miss a lot of these actors who are a lot older now. Some of them are gone now, and it was just fun watching them all work together. They did a great job, especially Cleese. I mean, he was just oh, he was so great. My favorite part. Yeah, he was he was hilarious, and it was that whole like kind of the. I, he rep, uh, Robin like Hood's always yeah, yeah yeah Robin Hood's always represented certain things, but he kind of took it as like he played it the Robin Hood we always saw was like this great, you know, wonderful person. And yeah. he took, he was like, oh, he's kind of a I, I would say it's yeah. almost like political yeah. leader to where like any it's, other oh, Robin yeah. Hood representation, sure. it's always like, he just doesn't give a fuck. He's trying to get yeah. his, like his shit back or revenge or he, one or the other. Uh, the, and every, it just kind of happens in order with it to where this is like, he's like, Oh yes, yes. Go on. Yeah. Thank you for your contributions. Well, like, the real, co- we'll real give it to the Robin Hood is fighting against the government. This Robin Hood was the government. Yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 And I've always known that Terry Gilliam has a fucking... You, you, could, you, could, make, you could make that comparison. Has a bug about the government. Oh, know? yes. Of yeah. course. All of the Monty Pythoners <laughs> do. And Cleese is very open about that right now. Yeah. Well, good for him. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I, I, don't, I don't think I'm going to... I'm not going to watch this movie again. Yeah. Now, no? that I, now that I understand the plot of this movie... <laughs> I think I will just watch Brazil. <laughs> and I have not watched like, Brazil, so I'm going to watch Brazil. I haven't watched Brazil it, in years. And I it I I can't I can see where you're coming from about the nostalgia part of it. Yeah. Um I just can't. I feel like he almost like had a, he like so Trevor just like hit the mic and it was like he almost had like oh what the fuck happened here where am I Trevor's having some issues with his yeah. things over he's like there. I don't know what to do with my hands right now <laughs> his like, beer can attacked him and ripped his his mustache out yeah, and yeah. now he, he was just put me for a loop I'm, I'm I, I, you I, fearing the AI is what you're doing yeah. no yeah. not the AI um yeah I, I don't think I'm going to watch this movie again. I, it, it it will be a movie that I know of and know the plot of and will still ask the question, what the fuck happened to Kevin? Like, I just mm-hmm. want to know what the fuck happened to Kevin. Oh, you're not getting closure on that one. I know. No. I know. Maybe. But I know I won't. I'm still going to watch the movie every few years from now on. All right. Just to keep cool. it alive. All right. I'm no gonna watch no, no Bar- problem. I'm going to watch Baron Munchausen. All right. And I'm going to watch Brazil. I'm going to um, watch Brazil first, but then I'm going to watch Baron Munchausen. Well, I, I like that you're going to watch him in, in order. A little bit of Robin Williams in there is a big floating head. Ugh. I don't understand your hate I'm, I'm going. He's a treasure. Him. He's just a t- boring. I'm going to give it I'm going to give it two two uh, minotaur heads. Two. Yeah. Thank yeah. God for yeah. my four. He fucking <laughs> threw Well, if if we were two people and you were it's a four and a four, but it's not. It's all right. There's right. A, that's why there's three of us. So it's okay. Two people can shit on something, and the other <laughs> one can watch. It's two shits, one cup. <laughs> all right. So the next movie that we'll be watching is frequently asked questions. Yeah. All right. Uh, on, that is uh, Hulu or Max. I saw Hulu or Max, but it's on Max definitely. So. Okay. Yeah, you yeah, got Chris Dowd. It's, it's a it's a good cast a actually. Time. Like it's yeah. been, it's been on HBO 
Yeah, and Ferris. But yeah. like you said, uh, like that movie was like it's really good. unfindable when it came out for four. It was f- so four hard five to find, years. and it was you know it came yeah, out yeah. back when Chris O'Dowd was like right off hot yeah. off IT hot crowd, off IT crowd. And, yeah. and so of course yeah. that's I wanted to see it because Blue not only Boy. was it time travel, well, but it was Chris O'Dowd. But b- a big boner for him until he was uh, he was the cop on that um, bridesmaids. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, that was his big like, oh, American. Oh yeah, and what was the other one? He was the he was the fencer in um. He was the blind fencer in um, what was that shitty movie with Paul Rudd and um, uh, Steve Carell? Oh, Steve Carell. I don't watch Steve uh, Carell movies generally. Uh, uh, Despicable Schmuck. Dinner for Schmucks. Oh, Dinner, Dinner for Schmucks. Schmucks. Dinner for Schmucks. That's a great oh, that one. Is a That's a hard. Movie. I. I. You know, it's I, a hard. It's no. a heart wrencher, man. Like Steve Carell's hard for me to watch. He just he he's overdoes no, it. He's perfect the, in that. That's the second time that he's been a dude. That he's played a character that does something with dioramas, with with dolls or figures. Because he did one about a a a. a, a a vet who had PTSD and he did these like mo- like scenes. He'd take pictures of scenes of like G.I. Joe dolls and Barbie dolls and like, like oh, and then he did that other types movie. of scenes. I just, I just made that connection. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I did not see that other movie that he did. It was pretty, it was, it was another tearjerker. All right, brings us to the next one. Give me the juice. Megs. What what's been new? What uh, uh, what's the juice? New bird, man. new newology. Um, I watched a new movie. Okay. Um on the on the um on, on the streaming on one of the channels. Oh no, it was it's made for Netflix. It was a Netflix film. Okay. It was um uh, Michael Fassbender. Ooh. It was called oh, The Killer. Yes. Yeah. It's almost all exclusively Morrissey mu- music in the movie. Yeah. So, so that was very exciting for me. Isn't that like Because I, um, I didn't know that going in. David Fincher. It's a, is it just Fincher or is it also, um, what's his name? Um, the, the writer. Um, Chuck. It's not a Chuck. It's just a Fincher thing, right? I... Think, I think, I you know, I didn't even look. I I, I I didn't know anything going into it. It was recommended for us, so no, it, it looks was good. Like I want to check that out. Yeah, we just put it, it on and watched yeah, it. Very I good. I didn't hear about yeah. it going in, and then when, um, yeah, he like he's always listening to Morrissey music in it. So that I I liked that because oh, yeah, I'm so. a Morrissey girl. Yeah, there is a lot there. It's, it's the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I think there was one outside song in the movie that Director, wasn't Morrissey. Director is David Fincher. Writer is Alexis Nolan. Luke. I'm probably going to fuck it up, but it's J-A-C-A-M-O-N. So I'm going to say Hakaman. Sure. Or Jackaman. I don't know. Kevin, yeah, or yeah. Andrew Kevin Walker. So it's it's directed, it's directed it's by just, Fincher. It's just a Fincher just, thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 And it was done really well. Yeah. I enjoyed so you it. watched it already? Okay. Yes, yeah. So I got to watch it. Yeah. yeah it's good. This it is why we do the juice because mm-hmm. like sometimes we don't know each other's juices. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You was, and we're friends. Yeah. It was a fun movie to watch. Yeah. It was It was a complete film. And like, it was a, like it was fun to watch. Like you, you, you wanted to watch it. It was a weird cast too because yeah, you had yeah. like, I, like I love Arliss Howard. I'm a big Arliss Howard fan, but I just never felt like he got enough play. And getting practically a you know he was a pretty, he was a top build actor in this movie. I'm like Arliss Howard because I saw him build in the beginning of the movie, and I'm like, 
wow i I love watching arliss howard work and he didn't get a huge scene in it but i no, but he, I, he, he, he was there he, he was there like yeah 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 there's, i think tilda got a really good yeah good scene yeah so there's there, there's there's a lot of monologue well there's not a lot of monologue but there's monologue in mm-hmm. it but so, it's good monologue yeah it's a more of a i don't know i didn't watch it, it it's a thriller <laughs> yeah. it's a thriller and it's done in the david fincher way mm-hmm. you know. yeah check it out You'll enjoy it. Don't tell me what to do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Josh, Josh, what you been? So, I haven't watched anything, but what I've been doing is playing Baldur's Gate 3. Oh, okay. On the PlayStation 5. All so, right. Um, if you're into D&D at all, you probably already know about this. Because it's basically D&D in a game. Yeah. And it's really entertaining and fun. Like, there's a lot to it. Yeah. One Ooh. of the first things you get to choose when you're making a character is your genitalia type great so, yeah and it doesn't really they don't look a lot different you know they're just like hey here it is maybe a little pube different mm. yeah so and i'm just trying to bang the other people in my party because you know it's called my side quest so i don't know <laughs> what i want to do but i've been playing that and um i just watch anime but i don't really want to get into that we'll just we'll just talk about Baldur's gate and it's even if you don't like D. Check it out. It's also on Steam, so it's on PlayStation Five Steam. It's going to be on Xbox soon, and it's a it's a fun game. You, there's a lot of you. You could literally do almost anything in it. Nice, nice. Yeah, I've been watching a series on Netflix called uh, I believe it's called The Blue Eyed Samurai, and it is pretty cool. It's anime. Oh, it's it, anime. Yep. Yeah, it. Yeah, I, I I know why. Well, I can see why. There's a lot of blood, so be very costly to do a live action. But it's pretty cool. Like it's it it's telling a very good samurai tale. Whether um, I think they're I believe they're doing a good job at keeping it like historically accurate. Um, while they're trying to tell this story, and it it's pretty cool. Um, doesn't say a story. I'm just looking at some of the shots right now. I don't like that animation style personally, but sure, sure, yeah, because it's very computer graphed. You can yeah, tell, yeah, definitely. And it, sometimes it, that takes away from anime. You need like that hand drawn, sure. But um, sometimes story can push past that. That's one cool thing. And the story is actually pretty compelling. Is he Japanese with blue eyes? Is that what we're talking about here? Yeah, yeah. So you know, there's there's that going into it. If if you understand or have some understanding of Japanese culture um, things that were introduced that weren't the norm were considered to be demon like red hair different eyes different skin tones um, that was just their culture I don't have anything further to say I mean it's Chinese but I was going to say from uh, Big Trouble Little China it's like a girl with green eyes and not, that's not even like a well, that's a terrible impression that's yeah. like what is the name David it was Lopan in the movie yeah I don't remember the actor's name oh he was the same one in, in Balls of Fury and oh. most recently mm-hmm. everything everywhere all at once that wasn't him yeah. he was, was in that yes he was the father oh James Hong yep are you thinking of somebody? Yeah, it is the same person. Yeah. Yes, correct. Yeah. 
I love James Hong. But yeah, like that's a good. It's it's cool. Like I I, I have about three more episodes to get okay. through it. Yeah. All right, which brings us to reviews, and we don't have reviews to read, so you know. Get out there and rate, please. Something. Where are they going to send those to? Well, well, you can either go to Apple Podcast and then leave a review there, or you can. Is there like a link they can hit on from Spotify at all to do that, or does it give you any option? That there? that's a thing that I'm still trying to understand okay. and is possible to put into posts. Okay, but uh, uh, I do know that you do have to access the Spotify uh, website to leave a comment oh you can't do it from not the app through the app yeah you won't be able to do it through the app um, um as far as apple podcasts I, I don't know if you have to go to the website or if you can do it through uh their um i am uh, their platform or their app i don't have an iphone so i don't know how that all works either we don't have iphones no don't judge us no judge me. I don't care. I don't care either. Um. So yeah, if you want to follow us on Instagram, you can do that at at the at the Amateur Movie Review Hour. Um. You can email us a rating if you don't want to go on there and and put one. We we won't use your name, but you can email us at the Amateur Movie Review Hour at gmail dot com. Um, what about fax? Do we have a fax number that we, we can don't have a receive? fax number? But actually, thank you for saying fax, even though what the word that you were saying is not the same thing that made me remember what. So X compared to CT. Yes. Um. I the 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 site that I used uh, for my information today was LiveScience.com slash time traveled origins dot html. Um just citing my sources and yeah so thanks for listening i'm trevor there's josh and there's megs he's pointing at us when he yep. says that Toodaloo, i like that yeah i felt included <laughs> Toodaloo. and if we could afford it'd be like the just a, the outro song from the movie time pain that's going right now so just yeah. like, close <laughs> your just eyes imagine and imagine it yeah there you go. Thank you for listening. <laughs> good night. Just like that. You're good. <laughs>